Welcome back to the catch, everybody. Welcome to our NFL betting show. I'm with Butsy and Zwick. Uh, the last betting show we had was two weeks ago because we took the day off on Thanksgiving. And I believe we hit our last teaser, boys. So round of applause for us. Look at us, man. <laughs> Who would have thought? thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Yeah, not me. All right, let's do. Uh, let's get into upset alert. Um, I will begin. I have the Panthers are the upset alert this week at plus one eighty five. They are at the Buccaneers. They're plus five. So one win team. Um, they have an awful offensive line, a pretty atrocious run game, but. I don't like the Buccaneers. I actually like what Bryce Young has been showing over the past few weeks. So I think there's a chance they get this done. Um, Buccaneers aren't a good team. Panthers, an even worse team. But I think they're better than a one-win team. And this is one of the wins on their schedule that I could see them getting. So that's my upset alert. Panthers, one plus 185. Uh, how about we go to Butsy? Ooh, okay. Um, my upset alert for this week Ooh, I don't really like this one, but I'm going to take it. I think the Saints could easily beat the Lions this week at home. They're plus four right now. Um, Lions defense has looked just atrocious over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, against the against the Bears two weeks ago, and then on, on Thursday on Thanksgiving against the Packers, they didn't look great at all. Uh, Goff also is struggling with turnover issues right now, which is really uncharacteristic of him. Um, I think he was like went through the biggest one of the biggest stretches in NFL history with completed passes without an interception. Uh, and then he's thrown like four in the past two weeks. So I don't know what's up with that. Uh, Goss not playing his best football right now. He needs to figure it out because I do my my take that I'm standing my ground on for the entire year is that the Lions can win a playoff game, and that's still very much realistic. But uh, the, this defense has a ton of holes right now. Uh, if Goffs continues to turn the ball over, I can see New Orleans capitalizing. Although their red zone offense on Sunday was atrocious. I had their team total over like 20 and a half, and they kicked five field goals. It seemed like every time they got in the red zone, they'd give up a sack or like a big play to lose yardage, and then they just end up kicking a field goal. But regardless, I think New Orleans could take advantage of Detroit's shitty defense uh, if they get uh, if they turn Goff over, which – you know, it has been a trend in the past couple of weeks. So give me New Orleans on the money line. I, I think that could I think they could easily win that game at home. Interesting. Okay. Swick. I am going with the NFC championship rematch. I'm taking the Eagles over the Niners. Um Niners are minus three right now. And I'm kind of surprised by that. That that seems a little odd to me. I'm not really sure why that is. So maybe maybe Vegas knows something that we don't, but I'm going with Philly. They're in the link there. It's a four o'clock game. I just think they're better than the 49ers. I, I don't think that – I mean, I think it's going to be a great game, but I don't really see Brock Purdy being able to handle the Eagles' pass rush because it, it's so much better than it was last year. I know the secondary has been questionable, but I like Philly this weekend. I think they'll beat – I don't think they'll beat the Niners a second time. Okay, I'll chime in here. I actually like the Niners in this game, and – I think it's partly because of what the line is, and it doesn't really make much sense. Why are the Niners favored on the road? I think Vegas does know something, and when Vegas tells you, like when when it doesn't make any sense, I tend to just trust that Vegas knows something. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like if there's some injuries that we don't know about, but um, from a football standpoint, like I do think 
the Niners fully healthy are as good as anyone. Um, the Eagles have kind of squeaked by on a few of these wins. They've had great wins, but it's not like they've looked like world beaters. Um, 10 and one is a gaudy record for how close their games have been. I think they only have like two double digit wins um, on the season. I could be mistaken on that, but I do like the Niners as long as they're fully healthy. I think, I mean, their O-line is as good as anyone's. And when when they have everyone on the field, um, I think Purdy can get the ball out really quick. So I actually I yeah. thought about taking the Niners. I'm not going to take them, but what do you think, Butsy? I like the Niners this week, too. I think there are a few injuries on the Eagles defensive line, and I think it showed on Sunday against the Bills. The Bills were able to really effectively run the ball in the second half, uh, especially in the fourth quarter when that D-line was on the field a ton. Uh, I think they had maybe like, I think I said this on Monday, like three or four runs in a row of 10 plus yards for first downs. So that, you know, and the Bills O-line is good, not great. And the Niners have a great O-line. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I am I'm think that they'll be able to win the lines on Sunday. And on the other side of the ball, on the defensive side, no Lane Johnson could really, really fuck this whole thing up. Like if he's Lane back. Jo- he's back. He's set to return. He's so. set to return. I don't know how healthy he is, but I'm telling you, man, Chase Young and Nick Bosa have been a fucking terrifying duo um, recently, and I I don't know. I think the the Bills were able to get a lot of pressure, and their defense is really, really, really banged up. A fully healthy Niners defense, I think, will be able to take advantage of the Eagles' lines on both sides. And if they win the lines, they're going to win the game. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey is set for a huge game on Sunday. Uh, and I think that the Niners defense will get a lot of pressure on Purdy, uh, and are not Purdy on Hertz and keep him contained throughout the game. So I, I think the Niners win as well. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome game. Um, I'm looking at the injury report right now. Can't really take a lot from it. Just basically has every player on both team on the injury report like listed as questionable. It's I will Thursday. say that it happens every every yeah. week. It's Thursday. I will say there are bigger names on the Eagles injury report, but I still expect all these guys to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to take anything from that, but uh, that'll be an interesting one. We'll see if um, Zwick can prove us wrong. All right, let's go to what do we have? Some straight bets. Some picks. Uh, I will I will go with the Lions minus four. I know Butsy just took uh, the Saints in upset. Thanksgiving, and I think they're going to come out and show that they're just a far superior team than the Saints. I'm a Saints hater, by the way. I don't believe in uh, the Saints at all. I don't think Derek Carr is good. I think the defense is fine, but it's a little bit overrated, and I don't think they're as good as their record, which isn't even that good. What are they? They're like they have six five wins. and six. Yeah, five five wins. I don't even think they're a five win team. Um, I just think the Lions are a far far more talented team. So give me the Lions minus four in the bounce back. Uh, let's go back to Zwick. All right, my first one is tonight, Cowboys, minus eight and a half, minus nine. I got it at eight and a half, but I like the Cowboys tonight. They're at home versus Seattle, who has not looked good the past few weeks. No Kenneth Walker for them tonight. O-line hasn't looked great. We know how well the Cowboys get after the passer. And Cowboys haven't lost at home in, I think it's like 18 or 19 games in a row now. So... I think they can easily win this game by two touchdowns, um, and I like them tonight. Yeah, I like that too. That's a big spread. Uh, another one that I was kind of confused by, but I'll, I'll just rock with it. Go ahead, Butsy. Yeah. 
All right, for my first one, I'm going to take uh, the Rams and the Browns over 39 and a half. Um, this play is gross. This play is disgusting. But I'm going to take the over here. Uh, the Rams looked really, really solid on offense on Sunday against the Cardinals. And, you know, everyone talks about how Jonathan Gannon, he might be a really, really socially awkward guy, but the guy knows how to coach a defense. Uh, and McVay was able to dial up some 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 schemes for um, – Kyron Williams out of the backfield and he had a monster game. Uh so I'm I'm looking looking for more of the same out of them. And on Cleveland, I don't know if we know who's starting at QB yet. It could be Flacco. It could be PJ Walker. It's definitely not DTR, I don't think. You know, he got absolutely rocked on Sunday. Uh, I think he's in concussion protocol currently. So I don't know. I don't think the Rams secondary is great. Um, so if it's Flacco, then this total might, you know, jump up to like 41 and a half because Flacco's just out all like fucking awesome. I love Joe Flacco. Um, <laughs> but if it's PJ Walker, they'll probably stay around this number. I, either way, I think Cleveland will be able to put up points, and I know the Rams are going to be able to score. Uh, Cleveland's defense has not looked great the last couple weeks, especially with Miles Garrett saying that he heard a pop in his shoulder. Um, that's not good. That's really bad. Um, and the, the, the defense is banged up. And so I, I think the Rams can be able to score a lot of points. And I think Cleveland will, will will just do enough to get this total. Yeah, the Browns just gave up 29 to the Broncos. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um I I don't know. Like is did they just pick up Flacco? They picked him up. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's gonna be tough to just waltz in a, a guy off his couch or whatever. But how was. good like how good like how how many times has that worked? Like Josh Dobbs getting into a system four days not knowing well, those receivers' names and then just yeah. being able to ball out. Like yeah I, I think like I don't know. Joe Flacco. I yeah think Flacco's I think Dobbs solid. is actually a lot better than Flacco. <laughs> I will see how old is that. Joe Flacco? He might be like forty two. He might be forty two. That would be he's awesome like, if he is he's, Joe Flacco is thirty eight years old. Oh that's old. It's old. Yeah, I don't. That's, I don't have a whole lot old. of faith. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Flacco, and I still but think it would, it would be very funny. It'd yeah, be very if, funny. if he just comes in and lights it up for a week. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Cool. Where, was he a free hits. agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> they, they just have no faith in PJ Walker. He's just still collecting checks. I mean, from he's got to be long, collecting checks. How long like, has he been doing this? Like five teams. Like he literally has to still be getting paid from like five NFL teams because he was on the Jets last year. <laughs> And they beat the Browns, and everyone was like, holy fuck. Like, Joe Flacco's our savior. Jordan, we saw <laughs> Joe Flacco play for the Jets two years ago against Miami, and he got pummeled, like, three plays in that game that I was like, how is he getting up from this? He looked so Joe, sharp, though. He looked sharp. I really was, <laughs> he, he couldn't move well in the pocket, but his arm and his vision was great. Um, yep. So I don't know. I think Joe Flacco – Still has got a little spark left. I think we're going to see it on Sunday if he starts. <laughs> I think he has no spark left. I think this is a crazy take. And I hope this goes under so we can laugh about it next week. Uh, I'm going to take my next pick, the Cardinals, plus five and a half at the Steelers. I am sick of the Steelers team. I was, like, weirdly high on them preseason. And the more I've watched and the more I've been right about them, the more I dislike them somehow because I just – find them so hard to watch and i can't believe they're winning these ugly ugly games i think the cardinals with kyler i think is a very different cardinals team although we like josh dobbs i think kyler is a different animal and i think the cards have a little something to them um it hasn't really shown yet but i do think they can cover five and a half against the steelers team who i just think has 
a solid defense and no offense. So maybe the Cardinals can cover this at like a, I don't know, 16 to 13 games, something like that. This game's going to suck. Like I'm telling you right now, like this game is yeah. not gonna every be Steelers game sucks. You don't every want to Steelers watch the game Steelers. sucks. Yeah, this is not one that you're gonna want to be glued to your TV for. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the Steelers are gonna find a way to cover and just like just frustrate the hell out of Jordan. Not even like make him mad. Just oh like, yeah, just so aggravated that it's like, gonna be just, the like the worst way ever. No one can comprehend how they keep covering and how they keep winning, but they they keep doing it. And it's it's just it's asinine. I mean, I think they're going to get them. absolutely. I do. I mean, Zwick, we understand why you hate them because you know divisional opponent. I I, I feel like everyone hates them. I don't mind them because they're just hard I, to watch. They're hard to they're watch. Not, so not a fun. They're not a fun, not a fun football like, team because Kenny Pickett's absolutely dog shit. He has six touchdowns this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's real bad. It's week um, thirteen. Yeah, I think I think uh, CJ Stroud had four in one game. So um, five. Five in one game, sorry, five in one game. Yeah. But overall, Steelers are really hard to watch, but they keep finding ways to cover and keep finding ways to win, and it's pissing the planet off. But I know when they get to the playoffs and they have to go play, it's not going to win the division. So when they have to go play, like, Baltimore again, I think Baltimore, the way they're playing right now, is going to absolutely fucking wax them. Or they have to go to Kansas City, or they have to go to, oh. like, another divisional winner. Like, the, the if they're, they have they to go to Miami. Out. Imagine if they have to. Out. Like if they have to go to Miami, like I I think Miami would fucking do whatever they wanted to them. I don't know. Like I still think their defense is solid. I think if they play football, if they play a real defense like KC or Baltimore, I don't know if they're going to score more than three or or like seven points. If they if they go to KC, they're they're not scoring. They're kind of like they're kind of like the Iowa. I mean, Swick. I feel like this. Yeah, they're like Iowa. That's a that's a great comp. The, Jordan wouldn't know what we're talking about, though. No, because Jordan thinks college football is dumb and for little kids. But um, he might be dumb, and you might yeah, be dumb exactly. and a little. How kid. many? How many guys on Iowa are going to play in the NFL next year? Probably a lot of offensive. Probably that you've never heard of, <laughs> and and a corner too, and a okay. corner. So they're not like Jordan. So just for background, Iowa doesn't score at all. They don't. They not don't score. All. It's not what they. It's not what they do. They're to give you a point of reference. Their point total. For the first half and the second half of the game against Michigan this weekend is 0. 0.5. The oh my over, god! The over is 0. 0.5 in each half. Is it 0. 0.5 in each half? So they could easily not score. Their team total is. How would you score half. one point though? Why wouldn't it be? Well, banking, it's... <laughs> Jordan is just banking on whether they're going to score or not. Yeah, like it's just lower. If, yeah. Like if they score in the first half, it's minus one twenty-five. Them scoring the second half is minus one twenty-five. They're oh, not going to score in both okay. halves. I promise you, they're not going to. <laughs> no, they won't. I think they're going to lose like thirty-nine to six. Six. Yeah, give me two field goals off of uh, JJ McCarthy. Six turnover. would be big for them. That's a you big think, total. What if you like parlayed them to score in the second half, but not to score in the first half? Would that be good odds? I feel like that'd be a fun. It'd be like uh, it'd be like parlaying any <laughs> other two two picks. So it'd probably yeah. be about uh, like plus two seventy-five, two eighty, yeah. something like that. Not that I would know. Maybe, maybe that'll get me to maybe that'll get me to watch a college football game. And that's not the game you'd want to watch, Jordan. That's just not the game. Like we <laughs> that's have, true. we hey. have Oregon, Washington tomorrow night. Like okay, that is I, one of the best games. Well, and we have Alabama, I say, Georgia. I watched all of Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, second college fo- football game that I've watched this year. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And that's crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is crazy. And I've been loving the discourse on social media and mainstream media about this top four. Um, I'm not in the college football segment, but it's a it's a fun discussion. So I, I've been enjoying that. I'll just say that. Now, uh, whose pick is it? Uh, it's Zwix. I believe it's me. I am going with over 49 and a half in Dolphins Commanders. The Commanders defense is absolutely abysmal. Emmanuel Forbes, their first round pick, is not looking good at all. And Tyreek Hill, last I checked, plays for the Dolphins. And I think he's going to absolutely ruin everyone's day in the Commanders secondary. And I just think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I, I do think the Commanders will be able to score as well, which will help for the over. But I think the Dolphins can easily score like at least 35 points against the Commanders on Sunday. So I'm going over over 49 and a half. Commanders were supposed to be a good defense this year. I don't know what happened. Yeah, what the hell happened? I mean, <laughs> you were buying Commander stock. You bought a lot. Zwick was even high. I, I did Zwick too. Was. I, was, I was super high, but Ron Rivera needs to go. It's bad. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He's definitely gone. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Butsy. Um, I'm going to go with the Panthers plus five and a half. Jordan's upset pick. Hell yeah. I'm going to take the Panthers plus five and a half here. Um, I, I love, I, you know me, I'm a huge vibes guy. That's why I'm a huge Dan Campbell guy. <laughs> I'm a huge, just vibes, vibes, vibes guy. And there's no better vibe than when you fire your head coach after being one and nine or just being in an abysmal football team. We saw what the Raiders are doing. They're playing so much better now. Um, they were up 14 nothing on Kansas City. I know, obviously, Kansas City flexed their muscle a little bit uh, and finally put up some points in the second half. But, you know, they came out and punched them in the fucking mouth. They almost went down to Miami and, and put up a really good fight. Um, and then they strung together two solid wins. So I like what I'm seeing out of teams who fire their head coach. And I think I know the Panthers are really bad. But if there's ever a game that they're going to cover, it's this one. Like I think that they're going to be they're so up they're going to be so up for this game that I really think that they're going to the vibes alone will be enough to cover the five and a half. Bill Simmons has something called the new coach theory, uh, which is whenever you bring in a new coach, the team just automatically plays harder and plays better. Yeah, so for like for like, like four it. or five for like four or yeah. five games happens every time. So I'm going to take games. I I think that they can get within this number. I also. It'd be huge if they were able to win this game. It'd be so big if they were able to win this game. Um, because we did some deep diving and the tiebreakers for the draft picks is divisional wins. And the Patriots somehow beat the fucking Bills. Uh, so we have our, our two wins are divisional wins, which kind of stinks. Um, so a Carolina division win would be nice. Yes, that would be fantastic. All right. My last pick I'm not sure if I'm going to take this or not. I, I have Niners written down. I know Zwick. We already did our whole talk on it. Um, and he kind of scared me a little bit. But Yeah, you're scared uh, now. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on the card. Niners yeah, minus three. Wait a minute. At Eagles. I think fully healthy Niners is the best roster um, in the league. And I think the Eagles is probably the second best overall. But I just think there's stars everywhere you look. Um, you guys know how big of a Shanahan guy I am. I think the defense is awesome. Weapons everywhere, and I just, I just think fully healthy. There's, there's no one better. I, the only team I would maybe pick over them would probably be the Chiefs, just because I believe in Mahomes and that defense is actually legit this year. So, right now I'm going Niners minus three. The spread is weird. Why are they favored on the road? I don't know, but I'm taking it. 
Nice. Great explanation. This one's gross. This one is disgusting. I hate it. But I'm betting on it. Titans plus one at home versus the Colts. Yeah, the look on Butsy's face is kind of the same look I gave him when he said Bears plus nine versus the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Thirteen. Thirteen. Excuse me. (laughs) I was going to say nine felt low, but (laughs) the Titans are very quietly undefeated at home. Fun fact. And no Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. That's kind of it. I mean, I can't (laughs) talk myself into much more. The Titans, they're they're pretty – they're pretty – Pretty horrible this year, but they, they are undefeated at home and they are one point underdogs. And the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor, and the run defense is good anyway. So I'm going with the Titans. I like maybe Will Levis breakout game here. I'll uh, I'll just spoil it. I have Titans plus 11 as my teaser pick, so I love it. Um, oh, nice. Minshew Mania is dead and over. The guy is bad. He's he's like a, a good leader and he's like fun, but he's not a good quarterback. So yeah. I like the Titans. Uh, Levis has been playing at least under control. He's not turning the ball over. He's not killing the team. And I think the Titans can at least – I think they can win the game, but plus 11, that's my teaser. Um, Butsy, give us your last pick, and then you can give us your teaser. Patriots. Mm, oh, no. I like this one too. <laughs> I thought about this too. Patriots plus five the Chargers. at home against the Chargers. Um, listen, listen, listen. I, it got so bad. It got so bad. Mac Jones, my 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 disappointment in Mac Jones got so bad. I started to look up his college football highlights, and what I found was that he himself has always been bad. Uh, he was just throwing to Devonte Smith, Mechie, and Jalen Waddle, who happened to be some of the best college football receivers in college football history. So that kind of helped with me understanding that, that he's always helps. been absolutely horrible. He's now benched. He's done. The bad man is gone. The <laughs> boogeyman is the boogeyman is, is gone. Uh, Zappy will be starting this week. Um, listen, I, this is more of a bet that I think the chargers kind of suck than it is. I think the Patriots actually have a chance at ever like winning this game. I, I, I think the chargers are just a really bad football team. Like overall, like all in all um, besides Justin Herbert, his receivers have failed him. His coaches absolutely failed him, and his defense has killed him all year. Uh, if there's a defense that the Patriots can score against, it's going to be the Chargers' defense. Like they rank pretty much dead last in most uh, defensive statistical rate uh, categories. I think they're like second a lot. They have the second worst passing defense and like the eighth worst rush rush defense. So their defense is awful. Uh, the Patriots actually had a really good run game going on Sunday. So if we get more of that. Um, and if we could complete, if like a quarterback, if Zappi can throw for over 150 yards, the Patriots will win this game or they'll cover, not win. They're going to cover. Yeah. But is it 150 yards? No picks. Cause that's very different than what I'm envisioning. No, it's probably 150 yards, 150 yards, a pick and a touchdown. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, if so, you can limit, if you can limit Zappi to one interception, they will cover. That's my theory. Um, but I, I, I just think the Chargers stop like suck. I really do. I think the Chargers are just a horrific football team. There's no more saying, you know, when are they going to break out or when, you know, when are they going to have their big win? It's not coming this year. Staley's gone after this year. Uh, they're they're slowly wasting away just Justin Herbert, who could actually with a good decent team be top three QB in the NFL. I think if he had a really solid like scheme around him. Uh, but he doesn't, and his team sucks. So I'm gonna go Patriots plus five and a half. It's kind of gross. 
I've lost a lot of money betting on the Patriots in the past couple of weeks, but we're going to stick with it. You have any comments, Wick? Yeah. So obviously, I, I assume you don't want to, them to win outright. So obviously, a cover is, you know, everyone wins, right? Correct. Yeah. Th- this is a this is a very uh, uh um it's a, it's a sweet spot. You know, like I I yeah. had the I had that in the Jags and the uh, Texans the other day. Because I had the Texans in a teaser, but then I had the Jags in my parlay to uh, my division winner parlay. Mm. So I needed like the sweet spot of like the Jaguars can win by one to like seven and I'll be really happy. And they won by three. So it was great. So that's what we're looking for this week too, Zwick. Nice. All right. I will give my teaser leg. Um, Jordan, you said Titans plus 11. I'm going with the Texans plus seven and a half. At home versus Denver. Denver's kind of hot. They have won, I believe, five straight now, and they've looked good. But I think the Texans are a better football team. I think CJ Stroud's a better quarterback. They're at home. I think they can easily win outright or at least lose by a touchdown. I'm going Texans plus seven and a half. Sneaky. So wait, are they the Texans are Minus three and a half, aren't they? So he's getting you're yeah. getting six and a half plus six and a half. So it would be plus six and a half if that changes things. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. Okay. Not worried. Okay. I that that's I like a, it. I that's like a it. sneaky fun game. Yeah. The, oh, why are the Broncos I think good? It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the Broncos for a sec? Why are the Broncos good? I don't know what happened. Like did like I I I don't know. I don't I don't understand how a team can I don't understand how a team can play so bad. And then all of a sudden, just start playing the best football, like some of the best football in the league. It makes just Chargers, no sense. The Chargers do it like every year. The Chargers aren't going to do it this year, though. No, that's they're the thing. not. Yeah, they're, no. they're, they're not going to do it this year. I think I Russell's, Russell's looked a lot better. <laughs> I don't know. There's still time. Yeah, Jordan. You know what? You know what? There's also still time for the Packers, Jordan. Oh. The Packers actually kind of did. <laughs> Like start playing me, decent. They started playing better, Jordan, yeah. That's true. They got Jordan, two straight wins. Let me wins. give you a, a sick and twisted hypothetical here, okay? Yeah. Say, say that you wanted the Patriots to win, but they're playing your beloved Chargers. <laughs> Who are you rooting for here? Oh, oh man, it's tough. Um, I, I'll always be a Pats fan, but that, that's kind of a silly hypothetical because I want the Pats to lose so badly. Like I am so invested. <laughs> you could double in, dip here in the tank. Yeah, this would be a big, big time win if the Chargers beat the Pats. So I'm, I'm all in on that. Um, what we're talking about the Broncos. Yeah, I don't know why they're good, but they are good. Russ is playing a little bit better, and they're just scoring points. So maybe yeah. Sean Payton like sprinkled his pixie dust and figured it out. Yeah, they're not making a lot of mistakes. Maybe Sean Payton did like put another bounty out for like every touchdown or yards <laughs> like yard gained on offense that they get to they get a bonus or something like that. Uh, just do what he did years ago, but on the other side of the ball. Um, wow. Do you guys really think that the Niners could beat Philly by two touchdowns at home? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't either. All right. I'm going to go Philly plus 13. I, yeah, I, I, I struggle to find a way in which the Niners come out and absolutely womp Philly. Um, I I I I I can't see it. I really can't. I I I think Philly, despite their hiccups, they're still the second best team in the NFL, and they make great halftime adjustments. We saw it against the Bills last week. Jalen Hurts is special. Devontae Smith had a great game. Uh, that we've kind of been waiting for him to have. AJ Brown's a kind of a backseat in this game. Look for him to have a big game. Um, 
I, I just don't see a world that the Niners go to the link where it's cold and they're, you know, West Coast team going to a fucking cold environment and beating the uh, the birds at home by two touchdowns. I just don't see it. So I'm adding Philly plus 13 as my leg. Okay. That one makes me the most nervous out of the other two. Do you want to switch um, it? Do you want to switch it? What do you? Like, no, no, it's your pick. No, no let's, talk. let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> no. It's not too late. We, we haven't put the units on it yet. We haven't deployed the units. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't my... want to switch it because I then it. if. If I switch it, then it's all then I basically have two picks. So I don't want to switch it. Is Miami gonna lose to Washington? No. But maybe. But maybe. <laughs> wait, what's that spread? Nine and a half. Like So they would have to win by they'd have to uh, win. They just have to win. I mean, I like that better, but I don't know. I'm not changing your pick. I do not like that better. All right, I'm sticking with mine. I'm sticking with okay. Okay, the so birds plus why, thirteen. Why are why are we acting like the Eagles aren't the best team in football? They've been on top of my power rankings, which by the way are <laughs> the correct power rankings for the past like five weeks. It's true. The the power rankings do tend to fluctuate though, and the top has not, not fluctuated. <laughs> the top, yeah, the top hasn't hasn't changed. It's been birds, Niners, Chiefs for like. Four weeks, five weeks. I mean, Niners are right there. I don't know. They're they're fully healthy. I haven't seen a team better than the Niners when everyone's on the field. It's weird because when as soon as they miss as soon as they're missing like two of their star players, like they miss Trent Williams and Debo, then all of a sudden they're just Brock Purdy can't handle it. But when everyone's on the field, I feel like they look damn near unbeatable to me. Um so I that, that's why I just like the Niners so much. Um, and I think it's possible they could win by two touchdowns. But we have – say that. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. It's possible. It's bad it, juju. It's it's the reverse jinx. Um, watch, your, watch your leg be the one that loses, and then you're like, I don't know about that leg. I don't like that leg. And then all of a sudden your leg yeah. just gets crushed. All right. All right. I, I guess we just can't comment on other people's picks then. I mean, Zwick has the Titans plus one, so we're all rooting for the Titans. Let's be well, you got right. negative. You um, got negative energy. Negative juju. No, I, I, yeah. it's not negative energy. I was just giving my, my reasoning. That one makes <laughs> right, me, me the most scared. Let me say the teaser <laughs> so that people can tail it. It did. It it did. Okay. We have Texans plus six and a half, which Zwick thought was seven and a half, but it's actually six and a half, and he doesn't care, so he's keeping it. Titans plus eleven lock. <laughs> Philly. Plus thirteen. Keep stroking yourself there, off over there. there is Keep stroking the yourself off over there. Thank you all for listening to our betting segment. Thank you to both teams. Wick, are you guys doing college? Oh yeah, sure are. We got a right. big with Joey. This is oh hell yeah, the with best one we'll ever do. This did you guys this might be the best weekend. It did might you guys be the best talk weekend. about what what happens if Bama beats Georgia already. Oh, oh we're good. we oh, did a, we did a little bit on Monday, but we're gonna dive into it because there's just so deep a lot of a lot of <laughs> fucked up possibilities. Okay. I'm gonna oh, keep an ear out for that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that segment. Oh thanks. Thanks uh, for listening to one college right. football segment all year. <laughs> thanks pal. it's the end of the You're season. <laughs> okay. Season's over. Have fun. <laughs> Dick. Welcome back to the couch okay. Are you gonna breathe the whole time or what? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Lock in. Welcome back to the couch, everyone. I'm here for an NBA segment with my buddy Ryan Ledwith. Letty. Hey fellas. We, we haven't uh, we haven't had a pod together in a while. Uh actually ever. 21 years we've been in a pod together. That's not true at all. Um Max, by the way, stuck back in New Hampshire, having some Wi-Fi issues out in the woods. Idiot. Out in the sticks. Yeah. So he might or might not be joining us later on if he gets that figured out. But 
for the time being, Letty and I are going to do a little in-season tournament talk. We're going to talk about some of these good games. Uh, Thunder versus T-Wolves was awesome. Warriors versus Sacramento was awesome. Those are the ones we're going to focus on, and we'll see where we go. Um, let's start with Thunder Wolves. How does that sound, Led? Sounds great to me. Seems like you have a lot of spicy takes to make about this game, so I want to hear them. Well, I don't want to hear Timberwolves slander. <laughs> no Timberwolves slander. Um, I'm losing our bet right now. Thunder are two games back, and th- this was a uh, this was a concerning one. If you had the Thunder in any sort of bet, because um, yeah, Anthony Edwards got hurt. No Jaden McDaniels in this game. I thought yeah. they looked small. Um, I thought they looked very young. They look their age. They are young, but they don't usually look like it. Um, so small, young, a little bit overpowered by the Timberwolves. Fifty-one to thirty-six on the rebounds. That's a very big issue. Nineteen to four second chance points. That was not good. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm concerned not for the Thunder in general, but I am concerned for our bet. I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, I would agree with you. I think. This was actually part of the take that I made when we started talking about this bet. I thought the Timberwolves had obviously size, but they had more defined roles on their team. Like, I think they gel very well together now that Cat's playing well. Um, I think their bench, they're deeper. They have, You have Nas Reed coming off the bench. You have Troy Brown making clutch time shots, which I don't know where that came from, but Nas Reed's great. Um, their bench is good. Nikhil Alexander-Walker filling in for Jaden McDaniels was good. Um, I want to talk about OKC though. Like you said, the rebounding was brutal. Like, how are you feeling about when they play the Wolves, the Lakers, the Nuggets in the playoffs? If that happens, like, what's their ceiling? I mean, it's a problem, and that was their problem last year. And they brought in Chet, and I thought it would help a little bit. Chet's been great, but it hasn't been really because of his rebounding. So I think that's that's their main thing, right? They need a big guy. Um, they need kind of a bruiser. We've talked about it before. We'll see if they make that move at the deadline, but. As presently constructed, um, I mean, they can they can beat teams like the Warriors. They can beat teams like the Kings. But when it comes to, like, the Lakers, uh, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, they're not on that level. And mm-hmm. maybe even the Suns uh, when they're fully healthy. So, yeah, they need more size. Um, it's not a big deal because no one's really expecting them to win a championship. But I was expecting them to have a better record than the Timberwolves. So, poor me. Um, I just... I am shocked at the difference between this year's Timberwolves team versus last year's team with essentially the same roster. And Two words, I, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I can't figure it out. What he's he's like back in Defensive Player of the Year conversations after last year being, I don't know, one of the most washed, overpaid players that we were talking about. So mm-hmm. I don't know what what's happening. What's the difference between this year and last year? I think it's the effort. I think Rudy Gobert is playing how he's played on the jazz when they had, when they were the one seed in the West. Um, and then I think it also trickles down to everyone. Now you see cat playing hard on defense. Now you see ant locking it on defense. I think it's contagious. Um, and Gobert gave Chet like his welcome to the league moment as a rookie. He's going to be looking back. He Chet shot like six for 20. There are possessions where like Chet was trying to kind of bully his way in. Gobert was solid. Then Chet threw up like an air ball and it's electric dude. Like the atmosphere in Minnesota, the defense that they played, they have all the all the tools and talent to make a run, and I'm I'm just excited about it. But it starts with their defense. Yeah, I think that end of game sequence with Gobert, he was great defensively all night, but he really put Chet in his place um, late in the fourth quarter and mm-hmm. just made him like 
like Chet for the first time in the NBA looked like scared and hesitant and like he didn't quite belong because yeah. Rudy Rudy really got to him and even you like that air ball you were talking about like he catches it on the foul line he's open then he thinks about driving because he's scared of Rudy blocking it then he shoots it Rudy gets a good contest and he does airball it so it's yep. like he he definitely that's what I mean about them looking young like Chet we haven't really seen that from him um, I think Jalen Williams also had a, a pretty rough night but I don't know. I mean, uh, losing that game without Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels is super concerning. My concern, though, for the Timberwolves, like, and I'm not, I try not to be like a hater on any players, but I just, I still don't think Rudy Gobert in the playoffs is the same, has the same defensive impact. And I just feel like we've seen it too many times where he's awesome in the regular season, he can sit in the paint. Um, but then when it comes to playoff time, people pull him out and they pick on him and they put him in pick and rolls and it's different. So I, I don't know. They're a great regular season team. Do I think they can get out of the West? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're number two in the West right now. If, if I take a bet on who's getting out besides the Nuggets, I think I would take the Timberwolves. I think the defense kind of showed and the footwork showed against Chet. Chet's a guy who plays in the perimeter. He's a lot of pick and pops and, Rudy, it seemed like Rudy Gobert was taking that matchup personally, and he was getting great contests on every one of his shots. Like, Chet's not just shooting six for 20 if he's wide open. Um, so it seemed like, and I think he could do the same thing on Jokic. Jokic is a little bit slower, and Gobert has size, but Jokic is really unguardable. And then, like, if you look at the other teams in the West, like – but I, I think it's more about it's more about like hunting the switch and getting the guards on him because he can't guard guards. He can guard – he can stick with Chet for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, that's where uh, I think the effort comes in, where it's like you're hedging these screens. You're hedging and recovering. Like if Anthony Edwards, he can fight over, get over his screen. Jaden McDaniels, if he's guarding the other team's best guard at 6'10", he has length to, to I guess, help him if he has to get back yeah. to that guard. That's true. So they do, that's they do why. have – yeah. And Cat's they, been rebounding well too. So it's like their defense is moving on a string and it starts at Gobert. He's the anchor, but I really love – where they are right now and i was very impressed with ant was out and you like that game that the timberwolves won against the celtics where you were like the timberwolves didn't really know what to do oh ants open like let's just get him the ball they didn't have that this game and they still were poised and calm and move the ball well and like cat didn't even play well so i just think like that's the veteranness on this team and they have the talent to do it so i'm excited to see what they wind up doing and i actually thought to go with your point that the Thunder played good defense and that the Wolves just played really good offense, made shots. Obviously the second chance stuff was kind of backbreaking. Yeah. Backbreaking for the Thunder. I mean, if you give up too many extra shots, you're going to lose the game, but uh, Mm -hmm. any, any concerns for the Thunder? Do you think they're going to make a move? Should they make a move or should they just ride this out? I think they should make a move. Um, Dude, they have a sneaky top 10 defense, which I did not know before. They're very good on defense. They just can't rebound. Yeah, I think, like you're saying, like a bruiser at the deadline would be great for them. Like, I think they're a couple years away, but I do think they're definitely a top six seed this year. So we'll see. Like, I like like a Jakob Potal, throw out a name out there. Yeah, I mean, something like that. Max has been talking about moving Giddy just because it doesn't seem like he fits with Chet and Shea. Did um, you hear maybe... everyone booing him in the game? Yeah. Whenever yeah, he got the ball. Course. Yeah. And you're. You're on this guy's side. You're on his team. <laughs> I bet on his team. I did not 
take his side in huh. with these allegations if that's what you're insinuating interesting no it just it <laughs> speaks volumes about you know <laughs> you as a person but no uh, keep going no. with your your giddy thing <laughs> i think if they were to move giddy for a guy like Jakob Pertl, you think that would be a good move no i i don't because there's no reason to give up on giddy like just because he's gotten into a little bit of trouble doesn't mean who's on his side now <laughs> is it you i like Seems how like you flip you. it well it's either i have two options there it's either be an idiot and say yakub would help his team more than giddy or defend the guy who's got pedo charges so there's really no winning i'd rather i charge the guy and not be an idiot um yeah no that's enough. dumb I, I wouldn't just ship him off because he because he's going through this right now um but they have so many picks to get that bruiser like gotcha okay asset that they like a great asset they see in the future okay fair enough yeah we'll see if they can uh make a move maybe turn this around and catch the wolves in the standings i am not feeling great i almost came into this pod like with an olive branch with like begging for some sort of change in the bet but i i just i saw you're getting no mercy from yeah i i saw like a vision of the look on your face when i was gonna ask (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't like it, and uh, and so I'm not gonna ask. I'm just gonna just gonna pretend like I'm super confident and like the Thunder and got pray. this, and it's no problem. You're gonna have to uh, pray a lot. Yeah, hopefully, like the Chet or not Chet. Hopefully, Gobert gets hurt. That's like probably the only way that some sort of significant injury. That's my only hope. <laughs> that was your hope. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I still Good think Shea's the best player in this bet, but I don't know. The yeah, the T Wolves are just so good. Best player, but <laughs> okay, let's go to Warriors versus Sacramento. Woo! That's how I felt watching this whole game. <laughs> like that. That was my reaction every play. <laughs> this was a phenomenal game, but um, an absolutely devastating loss for the Warriors. Oh my god! Up, uh, I don't know what they were up. I remember they were up. I think sixteen. Like sixteen in the third, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then Curry throws this dumb turnover, and it, it seems to kind of lead to some momentum for the Kings. Uh, did, what were your big takeaways from this game? Uh, my big takeaways were we saw it with the comeback. The Warriors don't have the margin of error that they used to have back in the day. Um, I thought Draymond was being a little diva out there, and he was definitely disrupting some of the chemistry and the momentum for the Warriors. But I also thought – this is my main takeaway. The Warriors have to be buyers at the deadline. Like you have to go all in at Steph Curry because he's getting blitzed at half court, throwing a pocket pass, and now the Warriors are playing four on three. If you don't have four guys who convert with each other in a four on three, like, like that's ridiculous. Like you, you need to build your roster, put shooters around, and have big men fours and fives as threats that can score the ball. They got anything they wanted on the offensive end, but they couldn't convert, and that killed them in the end. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I almost made a TikTok on this exact thing. Maybe I will now that you bring the passion out. Like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> sure, sure. Dude, you say that every month, dude. Um, I Clay's not the same guy. Mm-hmm. Draymond's not really the same guy. Mm-hmm. And then they have this weird mix of like young guys who are super athletic and like have energy and they're good defenders, but they don't really know how to play and they can't really shoot. Um, with like Kuminga, Moody had a good game, but he's kind of inconsistent. And then you got the old guys with CP3, Clay, and Draymond, who have all the experience that you could ever want, but are just clearly not the same athletically. And then it just leaves Steph as the only guy on offense who's like creating a mismatch or can actually yeah. like 
go get a bucket. Um, but so he has it, to attack double teams, and he's trying to get a shot off against double teams when he knows the right thing to do is make a pass, but he well, can't he's, he doesn't trust anyone. I, I think he's always going to make the pass, but we saw that they literally couldn't score, like you said. So yeah, it, it's a huge issue. Um, the turnovers are, like you said, an issue. They never were in the past. The Warriors have always turned the ball over, but uh, what was that two nights ago? It was 18 turnovers to 10. Um and just dumb ones too. Live ball turnovers leading to easy buckets. And this has always happened, but you can't do it when you don't have KD and prime clay and Draymond and the great defense that they used to have. So uh-huh. yeah, it's a problem. I'm very worried for them. They're eight and 10 right now. I I think this season is going to go in the wrong direction. Like I don't even know if they're going to get into the playoffs. Like I, I think they will. I think they will be a playing team who wins and gets in. But beyond that, like, I don't see them getting out of the first round, really, um, unless something drastically changes. I 100% agree with that, because like you said, it looks like they're going to be a playing team. If they are that seven or eight seed, they're playing the Nuggets or the Timberwolves. Yeah. And most likely at this point in the season. So that's not good for them. They can't play against a team of size. Like they could, like you said, play against maybe the Kings, maybe the Clippers, I guess, if the Clippers are in, maybe... Who else is up there? Uh, the Rockets. They could probably play against the Rockets, but that's really it. Yeah, and they're another team, like we just talked about, the Thunder, who are really small and are going to get pushed around by the bigger team. Sacramento is not a bigger team. They play a different style, very up-tempo and high-octane offense, but they – Octane. Octane. Is that is that the word? It is, right? <laughs> yeah, what is it? No, no, no. I'm not fact-checking you. I'm saying that's great. Also, give me the definition. <laughs> so you <laughs> yeah. are fact-checking me. A little um, bit. I think if I think I'm gonna move on and I'm just gonna act like I know what it means because uh, it sounded yeah. good. Uh can we talk a little like in season tournament overall? Because I thought like there were some weird situations in this game. The Kings had like a they they hit a three in the fourth when they were down six and cut it to three. And I was thinking like if they had missed that three, would they have then fouled and tried to win? even though they would have risked not advancing. Because if they lose by 11, then they – or if they lose by 12, they don't advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, like, that is interesting. Uh, it didn't happen, but I was just like, how are teams valuing the tournament versus actually getting a win? And it didn't end up mattering because the Warriors just blew everything. And the Kings, yeah. you know, couldn't have gone better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is interesting. I don't know. Like, we saw it on the other end too with the Celtics, like hacking yeah, exactly. Drummond – when they were up 30, which is like the whole respect thing with players. But I don't think any team would value a win over getting into the, to the plan 20 or the in-season 20 or value a a loss, whatever, whatever it is that you asked. (laughs) I'm saying they're taking the regular season game, obviously more seriously than a bid to Vegas to play for something that gets your 12th man, $500,000. Like I think they want to win as many games as possible. Yeah, I think so too. It's just interesting. Like, the point differential, I'm not sure how much I love it because it, <laughs> like, if the Kings had lost by four, would they have? They would have been happy still. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it just yeah. makes it weird. So, what what have you thought of the in season tournament and the point differential stuff overall? I think, I think it's great. Like, I think I'm so into it, and I think the atmosphere of the games is kind of into it too because the players care. Um, yeah. and I like the courts because they make you know that it is an in-season tournament game. And it just feels like there's something on the line, even though there really isn't a lot. It feels like there is. Um, 
but yeah I, I mean they could make some some adjustments to it like maybe a, a better prize would definitely work like yeah but I don't really know some sort of draft compensation. Yeah, I just don't know with like the point that, differential yeah. stuff. With the point differential stuff and the hack of Drummond, like I don't know. I don't love that, and I don't love that you have to play your starters um, the whole game, even when you're up by thirty. Like I don't think that's great, but I don't know if there's a way around it. Just a, a yeah. little thought experiment. Uh, any other any other points with the Warriors Sacramento game, or any other points you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we're, uh, actually, yeah, let's talk about the Kings a little bit because we really focused on the Warriors. What's your, what's the ceiling for the Kings team this year? Not very high. I, I like get out of the first round, second round exit. Yeah. Second round exit. I like them a lot. Um, really good offense. I love Vizankov. I think that's an awesome, awesome addition. And I think guys like him are going to get, really good Euro league players, more looks, and maybe we're going to start to see more of those guys come over um, as they're, you know, in the middle of their career and not just get drafted straight here. I think mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. They, I, like I said, they're small. I don't know how, how good they are defensively. Probably not very good. Um, but I do 21st, love Fox. 21st yeah. in the NBA right now. I mean, Fox is, so fun to watch, and he's a phenomenal player. He's a all NBA guy. Um, Sabonis, Sabonis is good. I I like him. I just there's there's better teams to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's really all I want to talk about. I mean, I feel like what you see is what you get with them. Like they'll let up a lot of points, but they're gonna score a lot of points. So they're they're always gonna be a fun watch, no matter what. So definitely, definitely yeah. agreed. Great games. Um, looking forward to the knockout rounds. It's going to be interesting. Celts and Knicks are in. Celts and Knicks are in, baby. Um, <laughs> Celtics Pacers, great game, even though you guys beat them by 50 before. Yeah. And then if Julius doesn't throw a tantrum in the fourth quarter, maybe we'll be able to beat the Bucks. but who knows? Yeah, that it, it's going to be fun. Then we'll meet uh, in, the, in the second round, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit talking. All right. That's going to do it for our NBA segment. No Max, still stuck in the woods. Um, we will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening and peace. Peace.